0: Thanks for listening to the Greenery Church Podcast. For more information, head to granary.org.au or follow us on social media at The Greenery
1: Church. Right, Peter's going to share with us now. Um, And uh, so Peter's been very much uh, in the business world and is a strong man of faith and uh, just using faith principles as he's business coaching um, with this company called 100X. And uh, I'm sure you'll share a little bit about that. And uh, but in 2018, sold this IT company, and then he's just on holidays now because it was really quite successful. <laughs> no, he did go on holidays around Australia, didn't you? Um, which would have been fun. And uh, but is here to share with us here in Newcastle. What a winner! It's good to have you here, brother. Come on up and uh, take the stage. Hey, thank you so much for uh, having me. Uh, I already feel welcome, so I'm feeling the love and some of you are sitting here going, I don't know you, I don't love you, but I'm going to misinterpret it and anything you do, I'm just going to take it as you love me. You know? So if you're running away from me, I'm going to go, you're just, you just love me, you don't know what to say. Uh, but Peter, I'm married to my wife Claire, I call her my hot bibby. Uh, we've got two young kids, like I said, I call myself the hot Asian and it's not sticking but I will love you even more if you can call me that. Um, I was thinking about look what would be the theme for today and I was a little bit confused because I felt I got two themes and I thought, you know what, let's go for it. I'll share you the two themes I want to share with you. The first theme is this. God is not done with you. Now, of course, I don't know your personal situation, Maybe you feel like your best day's ahead. Maybe there was a time when you pioneered and you worked hard and getting a little bit older now, maybe a little less patient with hearing people with overstrong opinions that might not be validated and you might go, I don't need this. I don't need to deal with this. I want to tell you that God is not done with you yet. That sometimes I found when I was trying to look for mentors and guides in my life I found that success was hiding and some of you are hiding your success under the guise of humility and there's a generation of people that are looking for success they're looking for guides and you hide come on <laughs> preach God's not done with you yet maybe some of you feel like you've made certain decisions and they haven't been wise And that right now is just the time to focus inward and we get that. But I'm going to tell you that God is not done with you yet because he's got a purpose and that purpose is always going to be relational. So that's theme number one, God is not done with you yet. If you walk out here and you have this greater sense that God has got a work in you. And the thing that I'll tell you this, the facts, the truth of God trumps the facts of this world. There are things that you think, dreams that you've got where you go, maybe I could do that in spite of, in spite of my past, in spite of my mistakes. But God is going to tell you, no, I'm going to get you to influence there because of. Because of your past mistakes, because of the insights that you've got, because of the road that you've walked, you can touch people in a way that other people can't. The second theme I got was fan the flame. It's not ignite the flame. It's not start the flame. It's fan the flame. The fire is already burning. Maybe you don't think it is, but there's a fire already burning in your soul. And some of you have been denying that fire for a long time, but you can never put it out. And I'll tell you, there's a fire going right now of existing relationships, people, people, infrastructure any resource you need for God to use you in whatever way is already here and if we can connect together we can light the fire in our relationships in our homes in our churches in our workplaces and in this city and if there's a goal that I've got here I want I just want to play my small part in lighting a fire in you knowing that God is not done with you yet Amen. I want this time to be not an information time but a transformation time. And so uh, you've got pens and paper that have been put out to you and uh, you're allowed to use your phones, you're you're allowed to write things down. I'm going to be at times just saying, what do you think? We're going to have a roving microphone and I'm just going to go, what do you think? If you've got a question, ask it because someone else is thinking it. If you've got a lesson that you want to share, share it because this is just the early stages of you understanding that God is not done with you yet, that your story matters, that your story will help. Is that cool? That's good. Right? Awesome. So I want to just start by just uh, praying for us, and then we'll kick off. Father, Lord, I just want to thank you that you are here. I want to thank you that you are a safe refuge, that we are in a safe place. And, Father, we gather here together, And I ask in Jesus' name, Father, Lord, that we would know with great conviction that you are not done with us yet, that our best days are indeed ahead, and Father, that we would walk out with the flame ignited and fanned. In Jesus' name, amen. Here's the thing. There'll be no one on this planet that ever reaches their potential alone. If you want to reach your potential, you have to do it in relationship. I am here directly because of relationship. Practically I didn't know anybody here but I got here because I knew someone who knew someone and I'm standing here because along the years in relationship there were people in my life that believed more in me than I did myself. There were people that coached me, that guided me, that sometimes had to go hey Pete maybe just curb that little bit but I'm here as a direct fruit of relationship because everything you need to do is going to happen in the context of relationship. Every resource you need will happen in the context of relationship. Every resource you distribute will happen through the context of relationship. And right now I just want you to think, this is the first thing I just want you to, actually I'm just going to quickly say, so I want to connect with you guys. One of my themes in life is I'll live my, live my best life by helping others live theirs. So if you're on social, Peter Lowe 100x on Instagram, uh, this is not a gig for me, this is my passion. So I want you to think about now two people, just the first two people outside the context, um, could, be, could be a family, but let's just think outside the context of your immediate family. The two people in your life that positively impacted you in a certain way where it changed the trajectory of your life. It might be someone that you knew from years ago. It might be someone that it was a random act of kindness. But I want you to think of two people, just in a moment of silence, just think of two people that shaped your life. And then I want you to think about if they weren't there then, what could your have life looked at? Or if they reacted in a different way, what could your life looked at? I'll just give you a minute, On the desk, if we could have some thinking music, that'd be great. I didn't warn you. Otherwise, I'll sing. A quick gag, you know why you can't have Asian worship leaders? Okay, here, praise the Lord. Okay, we're going to crap. Crap your hand. Crap to the Lord, everybody. Crap away. Okay, so if you don't get the music, I'm going to do some Asian worship leading for you. Crappy your hands. Just another minute. Write down two names. And for some of you, I'm going to get you to share it. Sure, just two names of people that positively influenced your life. How did they change the trajectory of your life? What could it have looked like if they weren't there? What are those two names? For me, one of those guys was my old youth group leader, a guy called Steve Mann. Always there. Taught me how to drive manual car at the back of Canoon Courts at Tamara. Would sit back, beyond the official programs and chat with me, help me learn to be comfortable in myself when during school things can be a bit tougher. Another one of those guys is a friend and mentor for mine now, a guy called Andrew Denton, not the media guy, a different guy and uh, he influences me now because I see what happens behind the scenes. Because right? on the public scene, it's all boom, boom, boom and amazing. But I've seen him react. I've seen his reaction when he's been misjudged. I've seen his reaction when he's been accused of things. I've seen how he applies what he does when he's under pressure. Right, So very successful guy in business. But I know that he's praying and having communion with his family and he's praying for healing, and he's praying for peace, and he's praying for others, and that's all unseen. Mm, yeah. So I've been around this guy f- for a long time, and I'm only slowly getting it, but he genuinely loves other people. And that's yeah. inspiring, isn't it? its is. Okay, so be bold. Someone want to share? One of the people that have influenced your life... ...for the better. All right. Can we get a mic? We've got a roving mic coming. Got to run. Let's do it. My name's Toby Bull.
0: Um, I'm uh, 33 this year. I'm I'm part of the Connect Global Rehabilitation Centre out there at Swan Bay. Awesome. Um, Ross Penny, who runs it, um, is one of them that has um, changed my life for the better... ...and another guy that was connected there called Paul Marsden. Mm. So... Quick story was um, you go back twelve months ago. Um, I was in heavy addiction, um, lost all my family, um, and was going down a really bad bad path. Um, it got worse and worse. I ended up um, looking at a lot of jail time, and my life was in tatters. And I really didn't think I would ever get it back. I definitely didn't think I'd get my family back. And they're the most beautiful people you ever meet in your life. Um, they've given me an amazing life, and um, just you do, you know. Things that happened in my life that that I caused. Um, I just went down the wrong path. So first off, with Ross Penny was um, the first person I spoke to about changing my life and getting help, and he uh, he allowed me to make the choice for myself by coming to the Connect Global uh, Rehabilitation Centre. And from that day on, I um, you know I, I started changing my life. I started listening to him. He's an amazing mentor. He's um, a, a good bloke. And like you said about the person you're talking to behind the scenes and all that, mm. he, he'll, he'll He's one of the busiest men I've ever met, but he'll, he'll take time out of his day for you mm-hmm. and he'll listen to you and he'll help you in any possible way you, you could think of. Mm-hmm. He's um, really uh, approachable to talk to. You can talk about anything to him and um, he's able to just, you know, calmly and collectively, like, give you the right directions, where to go and, and the best possible thing that I needed in my life right then. Um, if it wasn't for Ross, I would honestly... Um, you know, I don't I think about, it, but I'd, I'd honestly be sitting in a jail cell, or I'd, I'd honestly be still. I'm from Newcastle, and I'd, I'd honestly be in heavy addiction. So um, he's definitely one that has continuously influenced my life. Um, the other one is Paul Marsden, who was connected, and there was a time there where you know things didn't go right for me, and I I, I sort of turned my back on on the program that I was in. It wasn't the right thing to do, but at the time my my headspace and where I was at, I just needed to uh, to go. And Paul Marston was someone that didn't give up on me. He um, he rang me constantly every day, making sure that I was all right. And it got to the point where you know I turned to him and sort of said, "You know, I'm not all right." And he he didn't need to, but he took time out of his day. He come drove all the way down from Swan Bay, found where I was, picked me up, threw me in the car, brought me back into the program, and I haven't left since. Um, that was 12 months ago. I completed the program. I've graduated, and I'm actually now um, part of an internship. I, I work for Connect Global now. So, so from 12 months ago to now. Um, I've gone from really lost my family and looking at long jail sentence and, and heavily addicted to being um, completely clean for 15 months. Mm. Now I have a dream, I have a goal and um, these two people are still behind me pushing me forward for my future and um, they've reconnected my family and we're the strongest we've ever been.
1: So. Come on. <laughs> so awesome. Twelve months ago. And you're saying your life could have gone here, and now it's there. And as we share our story, who's got tingles? Yeah, yeah. Because of, not in spite of, because of the decisions, because of what you've done, because of your grace story, you've given something to us, and the fan, the fire is flame. So thank you so much. Got someone else at the back here? Um, yeah. Hi, my name's Bush Goldman. I'm um, also
2: from Swan Bay. And um, for you guys that don't know what Swan Bay is all about, it's a rehabilitation centre for men that come out of jail. And um, that's what they specialise in, drug addiction and mental health. And um, every one of us here, I, I could prob- probably speak for most of us here, that the the one of the people on our list would definitely be Ross Penny. And mm. just touching base on what Toby had to say, mm. he is a mentor for all of us and mm. he has dragged us through from from, the bottom of, of the depths right through to where we are today and mm. a lot of us are free of addiction a lot mm. of us have found Christ and this is the path that we are now living we we go to church every Sunday out at c3 Church mm. and a lot of us enjoy it and get right into it it's it's mm. a positive thing for our um, for our lives mm. and um, we also ran an alpha program and that's my second mentor was a fella that ran one of our alpha programs out there at Swan Bay mm. um, Jared and um, he's a fella that's taken me under his wing and really helps me, stays in contact with me and lets me know from a spiritual side of things that how we're going. Mm. And there's one other guy I'd like to mention up there is a fella called Terry. Um, I'm not sure of his last name, but he comes out of Sydney and he comes and does a lot of prayer sessions with us, a lot of healing. Mm. And um, he, he constantly puts himself in a, a position for us where he prays for us and, and allows us to open up our hearts and our minds to God and through prayer Relieves some of the battles and the demons that we're going through and um, a lot of us have found healing in that sense And Mm. um, and are really on the right path. So um, thank you guys for for accepting us here. Um, It's a very very um, Strange thing sometimes where we Mm. where we go a bunch of 30 guys rocking up the way Mm. we do and (laughs) we get the looks and we get the laughs so but mm. yeah, thank you on behalf of Connect Global for, for um, mm. accepting us today, mm. and um and, and that's our story from Connect Global. Come on.
1: <laughs> now um, we can be going, you know. And these stories are awesome, bro. You're awesome, you know. And there are people, um, there are people in the future that need you, and they want to hear your story. So thank you so much for sharing. And and I know there's many others that want to share. Here, the common theme, intentional relationships change lives. And some of us coast and some of us hang, but intentional relationships change lives. This is backed up. There's this group called the Farrington Group and they did this fascinating uh, study, showed a couple things. If you've got a friend who smokes, you're 69% more likely to be a smoker. If your friend's friend smokes, you're 29% more likely to be a smoker. Now, that's predominantly not because you were taught how to do it, okay? So maybe my mate Bob did sit me down and tell me where to bite and how to bite and how to light up and how to drag, okay? But predominantly I'm not, I'm a smoker not because he taught me what to do but because we catch each other. It's caught, not taught. And make no mistake, the five or six people that you allow to speak into your life, you will become. In the old Jewish tradition, right, so one of the pinnacles is that you may be a rabbi one day. And so from a very young age, they're getting these kids to memorize and recite the Bible. And they've got levels. And 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 if you don't crack it, like the best of the best. By the time they're 14 or 15, this is when the best of the best of the best of the best are invited to go to learn how to be a rabbi. The blessing that is set upon them as they leave the temple for the first time is this. Oh, may you be covered in the dust of your rabbi. May you walk so closely with your mentor, but as they're walking the streets and kicking up the dust, it lands on you. Hang out with people, don't listen to what they say, watch who they are. And right now I want you to do a very quick audit on that piece of paper or on your smart home, phone, smart home, smart home, smart home. Smart home, smart home. Look, watch. Hey, Alexa, turn off the lights. <laughs> Smartphone. Okay. Write down the five or six people that you are allowing to speak into your life. Quickly do that now. You might not be realizing who you're allowing to speak into your life. But think about it. Who are you listening to? Whose opinion counts? Second question, are these five people taking you where you want to go? Or are they giving you comfort for where you are? Are these five people taking you to where you want to go? Or are they leaving you comfortable with where you are? Because if we're going to talk about God is not done with you, clearly he doesn't want you to stay where you are. Okay, so there's got to be change. Just imagine there's a road here, okay? We're on a road and there's a left and there's a right. Left is habit and right is change. There are a number of inputs that hit your brain per second. I'm going to do a quick poll. How many inputs do you think your brain is receiving every second right now? Just call out a number. Number of inputs. What have we got? 10,000? More? More? More than a million? 10 billion? It's 11 million inputs hit your brain every second. Some of you are going, you're looking, you're going, well, he looks Asian, but he sounds very ocker. <laughs> is he Chinese or is Hawaiian? Um, can I identify with this guy? Is this guy legit? <laughs> you're thinking about what you ate, <laughs> right? All these things are just popping in your head. Do you know how many th- inputs you can consciously handle per second? So 11 million come into your head. You can only consciously handle about 40 to 50. So, Sorry? Well, just one. Just one. Your blokes only hit one. So th- here's the thing, right? So you've all got... How do you handle the other 10.9 million inputs per second? It's called cognitive bias. Based on experiences, based on values, you go, when a certain situation happens, I'm naturally going to respond in a certain way that's going to be different to you. We've all got it we've all got a natural way of handling it. If we want to do change then, we've got to do something unnatural. Okay. So 10.9 million inputs are going to make us go left. That's called habit. 50 inputs per second are going to help us go right. So the first thing here is not everything natural is good. Tooth decay is natural. If I want to keep my teeth in, I put an unnatural substance on a... Unnatural product and do an unnatural habit twice a day. Your habit is natural. It's not necessarily all good. So if you want to do change, you've got to do the unnatural things, which include intention, discipline and rhythm. So we want to talk about change, but change is going to happen on a couple of ways. And the first one it's going to do is going to look back with thankfulness. Okay, because there's a lot of things to be thankful about. And if you're just obsessed with the things that are happening ahead, you're just going to get tired. So I want you to think about the people that you're thankful for. Think about those two people that you wrote down at the beginning of this talk, two people that impacted your life. You talked about Ross Penny. There was an Alpha Leader. There was a couple other people. And right now I'm going to get you to share some love and share some gratitude for them. So get your phones out. You're going to send a text right now to one of those people that you're grateful for. And you're going to share right now what they meant. Because here's the thing. The happiest people on the planet don't receive praise. The happiest people on the planet express gratitude. You think you're going to be happy because people give things to you? You're going to be happy when you say thank you. So right now just start texting that. Text that person now. Say what it meant. Tell them. I know you know this. ...but I'm going to remind you... ...this is where I would have been without you. For my 40th birthday, which was uh, 72 years ago... ...Asian, jeans... ...I held a gratitude party. And I invited a whole bunch of people... ...that had really impacted me on my life. I didn't tell them it was a gratitude party. I told them it was a birthday party. They thought it was going to be a big celebration... ...because that's what I do. And they turn up and it's only a small group of people. And I could tell they're kind of looking around and go, this is weird because everyone's old. And when the party started, I said, look, you think you're coming to a birthday party to celebrate me, but I'm telling you, you come to a gratitude party because I'm going to celebrate you. And we had a very intimate dinner. And then over that course of dinner, I just said a few words for these people. My youth group leader, Steve Mann, was there. I thanked him for teaching me how to drive stick (laughs) <laughs> my old minister max and rose boys were there i just thanked them for just they knew so much but they were so patient in how they grew me there were old business mentors board members a bunch of other things and most importantly i got to thank my parents your goal in life isn't to be self-reliant or a self-made man Your goal in life is to be rich with vitality and rich in intentional relationships. So right now, text that person. Just give you another 30 seconds. Tell them. This is what it meant. Does anyone want to share? One of them is Paul West. And Mm -hmm. when I first come to this church, Mm -hmm. I was so hurt by other churches. I had a very bad marriage breakup. And if it wasn't for Paul I would have hit really rock bottom... ...probably in deep depression. Mm. Hi Paul, I'm at the men's breakfast on gratitude. I'm very grateful since I've known you. You have encouraged me with this. I thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. One more. Who else would like to share? Back
0: there. Yeah. Hi. My name's David. I just uh, wrote to a mate of mine that I've had for um, about 18 months... ...and I just wrote, hey mate. I thought to tell you that I'm really grateful for all the time... ...and lived experience you have given me over the last 18 months. Your mentoring and guidance has helped me to take responsibility... ...for my actions and acceptance of myself.
1: Awesome. Thank you. That's it. You don't have to wait to come to a men's breakfast to do this. There's four questions that I ask myself and my family every single day. So my kids are eight and six. We go for a walk. We stop off. Four questions every day. Question number one, what are you grateful for? Question number two, what's God saying to you? Question three, who can you pray for? And question four, what are you believing for? Man, I'm telling you, it's awesome for, to hear my little kids go, I'm grateful for my family. What's God saying to you? They might say, be courageous. Oh, what do you need courage for? I'm a bit scared of this. Who can we pray for? We can pray for nay-nay and yeah-yeah, because this is what's going on. What are you believing for? Ninjago Lego. Coco, my daughter, was asking for a horse. Um, we, got, we just got a great Dane. so... She asked for a horse, and we said that. Oh yeah, you know, maybe something a little bit closer. And then she asked for a dog, and we got a dog and a horse in one. So maybe those four questions might be helpful to you. But start with gratitude. There's so many people. Can you imagine if you get that text right now, what it's like? And guess what? I can tell you, there are people in your life that are grateful for you, and maybe they haven't expressed it, but they want to write a text to you too. So now, what we want to do is, I want you to think about this. Two questions. Question 1 who can you help and question 2 who can help you who can you help and who can help you so for those of you who can help some of you aren't helping cuz you want to be humble
2: <laughs>
1: when i was a kid starting off in business i thought I, I you know i was heavily involved in church encouraged to go into bible college and i, I just never was my journey And for many years I wondered, did I sell out on you, God? Did I not believe that you were going to be the one for me? And that's why I studied business. I had no one to talk to. I can also tell you this, success was hiding. Success was hiding under the guise of humility. There were guys that walked the path that could have mentored me and they were just quiet. They came to church, they were quiet. (laughs) And if you did get a conversation, it'd be like this, oh, nothing special. God just does it all. Just have faith. But you know what? I'm going, but I've got this decision and I have no wisdom of what to do. No equipping. There's two, if you look up the Merriam Webster di- di- dictionary, there are two definitions on humility. First one says this you don't think much of yourself, you assume a lowly position. The second one is this you believe in a higher deity. So I'll tell you why I'm humble. I know God is good. I know what God's put in me is, is good. And I know the good that he's put in me is to be not for me. This is why I'm here. I don't have to do this. But I do have to do this. When you get out there and you try and share this way, I'm talking to the mentors here, I'm going to tell you this. You're going to be accused of boasting. You're going to be accused of being proud you're going to be accused of being a show-off. You're going to be misjudged. You're going to be misinterpreted. People are just going to think, oh, blah, blah, blah. Guess what? If you choose to live small, you're going to be misinterpreted. You're going to be misjudged. Whether you choose to live large or small, you're going to have opposition. And I'll probably tell you this. I don't know about what you want at the end of your life. Potential. There's someone in your group right now that you can help. Now I'm going to ask you as we close off, who can help you? Is it a friend? Is it a peer? Is it a mentor? Is it a teacher? Is it a consultant? Is it a coach? And some of those roles might change a bit. One of my mates, he's going through, he's separated now, he's going through a divorce. And he said, I want you to to catch up with me. I said, "Okay. well, the one focus is, the only focus is, is we want you to be the best person you can be for yourself and your family and your kids. And number two, when we come up here, the theme is ultimate responsibility. I don't want to hear about all the bad things that have happened to you. And often when we'd chat, he'd start talking about, oh, you're not going to believe what my wife is doing right now. And I just said to him, I said, mate, do you want me to just sit with you at the pub and go there, there? I go, if that's what you want, I'm there that's what you need right now, I will sit next to you and go there, there. But I don't think that's what we're here to do right now. So who can you help? And right now I'm just going to close up. I know this might seem funny as we might be a bit abrupt, but I just want to allow some time here just so we can pray for you guys. But I'm going to ask for two things. Number one, who wants to be stand up and be counted and help someone? Now, you might not know how you're going to help someone. When it comes to salvation, you need to know the way, not a way. When it comes to your life's mission, you don't need to know the way to know there is a way. Maybe you don't know who you're going to help, but the Bible says this, God's eyes roam about the earth looking for people fully devoted to him. He's not roaming the earth looking for people that are hiding, that are scared, that think they've got nothing to add. He's looking for people fully devoted. And maybe you don't think you have much to share, but I'm going to tell you, you've got much to share. So if that's you right now and you want some prayer to say, God, I want to stand up, I want to be counted, I want to be someone that you will use to help someone else. That's you, why don't you stand up and I'm going to pray for you. There's a battle that's raging on right now. Some of us are on the field. Some of us in the tent. Some of us are scared to walk out, to be known, to be counted. And the word that I'm going to put upon you right now as the fire is being flamed is pick up your sword. Your Christian life isn't going to be known by good behaviour or good principles. You're a mighty man of God. You're a mighty man of valour. And God has called you to be dangerous for good. You'll be not celebrated as a Christian man because of great behaviour. You'll be celebrated as a Christian man because you lived your mission, because you helped others, because you impacted, because you went forth even when you were misunderstood, because you took the step even though you had fear. And in the name of Jesus right now, I'm praying for your spiritual covering that no longer we'll be worried about others' opinions. No longer will we seek comfort in the known. No longer will we rest, but right now that there is a fire in Jesus' name being put upon your heart. Yeah. And right now you, are, you have this awareness and you look down and the sword that's been on the ground, it's lying there in the grass. It's been there all along. Maybe you've polished it, maybe you've seen it, but you've never wielded it. You didn't think you had enough. And right now you are going to see yourself, you're going down and you're picking up the sword. And I want you to feel how heavy it is. I want you to look at it and that blade can cut. And as you walk out, you peel the tent flap back, you walk out and a great crowd of witnesses applaud you and you walk forward in partnership to what's already there. In Jesus' name, amen last thing I want to do I want to pray and I want you to think about who can help you who can help you we don't do this alone who can you ask and be honest with who can help you right now in the name of Jesus I'm praying father for this Lord we're not meant to be doing life alone father you say that your blessing in our life is not for a moment but for a lifetime father in a moment you can turn a life around you just tell a story, Jesus, that one time you were walking the streets and there was a woman bleeding for 12 years and she just said, if I could just touch your cloak, I will be healed. In a moment, you can turn a life around. Father, one conversation, one relationship can be the beginning of that turnaround. In the name of Jesus right now, I'm praying, Father, that you would deposit in everyone's heart here right now who can help them. Who can they be honest with? When they go out and we put on our masks and we put on our fronts and where we hide behind things and we're not vulnerable and we maintain just our fig leaves, Father, maybe there's a time for that, but there's also a time and a place where we can just be honest with someone, where we can go, you know what, I'm running, I'm hiding, I've done dumb things. There is someone in your life that you can be honest with and I just pray right now that you would connect, that you would show everyone here who that is in the name of Jesus. Yep. Father, we started today with these two themes. God is not done with you. I'm going to prophesize this in the name of Jesus. God is not done with you. Your best days are not behind you. You are not irrelevant. You don't have, it's not, you have something to share. Yep. God is going to use you because i not in spite of. God is not done with you. Fan the flame. Stop, distinguish, stop trying to extinguish it. Stop letting the noise of other people's opinions drown it. In the name of Jesus, light the fire. May we be men of passion, men of conviction, men of intention. In Jesus' name, when we walk out the door today, when we walk out empowered, knowing that we can change the shape of those around us and together we will change the city. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
2: Thank you so much for joining us today. Take some time now to consider what really stood out to you in that message. God has been speaking to you and what is it that he said to you. If you're in the room with someone else, turn and share with them what stood out to you. And I say to them, how can I pray for you? Share with them something that you love about God and something that you're thankful for this week. Or phone someone and ask them those questions. What do you love about God? What are you thankful for this week? And how can I pray for you? Bless you and have a great week.